Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we always need to get to that place where the songs that we sing to the Lord is not just because we need to fill up a part of the service. It's not just because we've got to have opening prayers and then we've got to have praise and worship and then we've got to have the word. But our hearts are synchronized with the Father in worship. And that whatever words come out of our mouth are words that we actually mean. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank Him. Worship Him. Oh, hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Just lift your hands and worship Him and thank Him. We praise your holy name. Oh, we honor you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you excited this evening? Well, give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You excited this evening? Find someone that's not smiling and ask them why they are not smiling. Look around you. Is there any sad looking Christian around you? Hallelujah. You excited tonight? We're going to have a good time in the Word. Amen. What's this month? I didn't hear you. What's this month? It's the favor of first or fervency first. It's fervency first. It's a month of fervency and the favor of God. How many of you have experienced favor already? All right. Man, I experienced one on, what was that? Sit down. I was in, I was in Abuja over the week. And um, I needed to get this banking thing done. Went to apply for something. Needed to get this banking thing done. And then I walked into the bank. There was this long queue. And um, so I talked to someone and they said, well, we won't be able to help you with this. So I was like, oh God, God, I need to receive favor. And then I just heard in my spirit, go the other way. So, I mean, there was a block like this. Everybody was queued up here. There was this long queue. And then I walked this way. I came to this other side. If you were asking me what I was looking for, I wasn't sure. All that I heard the Lord say, walk this way. So I went there. So I turned and I just walked up to this place. And I meet a guy, he comes up to me, says, You are Pastor Maxwell? I said, Yes. He said, I watched your transition on Facebook some days ago. I said, Yes. He said, How can I help you? I said, I need all the help I can, all the help you have available. I told him what I needed to do, and he said, I'll get it done for you. That's the favor of God. Uh, I said, That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. Amen. I mean, the chances of walking up 
to a bank in another city far away and finding someone that knows you and not just only knows you is in the position to be able to help you that's the favor of God I expect the favor of God this month like never before I said I expect the favor of God this month like never before Amen I don't forget to be fervent don't just take the favor part and leave the fervency part praise God I expect to pray more than ever before yeah, when I said favor, everybody said favor. Nobody's repeating this. Come and say, I expect to pray more than ever before. I expect to read the word more than ever before. And don't just say that with your mouth. Go for it. Praise God. Go for it. Amen. All right. Let's. let's um, hallelujah. Let's see. Let's get into the word. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Did I hear an amen? All right. Let's... Um speak to the mountain. I, I talked about this some Wednesdays ago and uh, we started a conversation around receiving our healing. Receiving our healing. And at our first scripture was how many of you remember when we talked about this? Let me see. Remember we'll talk about that? Okay. Can you remember where you wrote it in your, your notebook? Do you still have it? Or did you use, I was there? Okay. Praise God. Alright. Do you remember when we had this conversation? Okay. We, we started with Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts 10, 38. What does the Bible say? You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him the devil is the master of oppression the devil is the master of oppression and we know that Jesus was anointed to bring healing to us now, the subject of healing is a subject that we need to take seriously in the body of Christ because many times we do not we do not feel the impact of sickness until someone has passed on. 
So it's important that you feed on healing before you get sick. Before sickness comes. That's the better way to put it. Not before you get sick. You've got to feed on healing. You don't need to be sick to feed on healing. If the enemy has a way, he will get sickness on your body all the time. And you shouldn't allow that. You shouldn't allow that. Now, there is the wisdom aspect and, and I see a lot of believers not taking that serious. There is the wisdom aspect where your health is concerned. When you are young, like most of you are, your body naturally has an immune system developed. Now, I'm not a medical person, but I just know this. And the older you get, naturally, your body is not able to hold up a couple of things. So I'll give you a, a simple example that you can understand. Are you here? When you are young and you have a, a bone fracture, let's say you fell down and you broke your legs and they try to put those legs together, right? It heals quickly. But when you are older, what happens? doesn't heal quickly. That's what will happen. Because naturally, your body is not producing as much immune system, as much new cells as it should. The problem is when we are young, we take our youthfulness and we drain our bodies with all kinds of food. Most people don't start eating healthy until the doctor says so. If the pastor says so, they don't take it serious. You know, as you're seated here, if I just come here and say, uh, you should eat right, don't eat this, you know, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. But you know, if you sit in front of a doctor that's not as old as I am, that's not as bulky as I am, I don't know if I'm bulky, but let's, let's assume that I am. Hmm? If you sit with a doctor that is very slim, he has white glasses, wears white, and wears white spectacles and looks at you, says, go and do these results. You go, so bring your blood, bring your spit, bring your hair, so bring part of your back, bring your fingernails. Say, mm, 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 mm. Uh, from today, don't eat plantain again. Say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Say, right one. Say, yes. You know that there's nothing anybody will do to you that will make you eat right plantain. What that shows is that you've got more respect for the words of a natural man than the word of God. And why many believers do not receive their healing is because they really do not trust God's word. And because you feel that, well, that person has studied medicine for many years. Now, especially when they now say, this person is a specialist. You say, wow. He's studying in Oxford, in a white man's country. 
<laughs> and somebody say, I don't have faith. You have faith. You just exemplified faith in the doctor's words. That's faith. What does faith mean? Faith means I believe in someone's word that I act on his instruction. Are you following that? Come on, are you still here? Are you here? So, uh, there's nothing wrong with medicine. There's nothing wrong with doctors. I'm just giving you an example. Why you have to take your health serious? Because your purpose on earth is tied to the health of your body. Your purpose. You see all this money that you are making or you are trying to make or you are planning to make is tied. You will enjoy it with a healthy body. Don't make all the money in the world and then they tell you you cannot eat meat. And paying attention to your health is not just in the natural things, even in the spiritual things. Feeding yourself health scriptures. The, the interesting thing about, I don't want to say the interesting thing, but the funny thing about our generation now, there were certain sicknesses you heard old people had. But it's almost looking like in this generation there is a crossbreed. There were certain sicknesses you just only heard some rich people had. And if you're not careful, you would almost feel like, you know, God doesn't heal, or the healing power of God is not available, or it's just natural. So you've got to deal with it. And you see, you must be careful of conversation. I'll talk about this as I go on. Um, when I was coming from Abuja, I flew a particular airline. So I sat with this man. So I was reading a book, reading a book on miracles. So before we landed, a couple of you know stuff like that. And so uh, I was talking to the man. So he was saying, "Oh, these airlines don't keep to time and all of that." So he mentioned a particular airline, and I said, "Oh, I really don't use that. I don't like them." So he now said, uh, "Why don't you like them? They've had a plane." Exp- um, a plane crash once. So he said, oh, is it because of that? So I said, I don't use them. He said, you know, it can happen to any plane. I said, no, sir. No, it can't happen to any plane. He said, I know what I'm saying. I said, I, I know what I'm saying also. He said, are you a pilot? I said, much more than that. He said, do you work with airplanes? I said, much more than that. He said, wow. Did you school in this country? I said, a little bit much more than that. He said, who are you? (laughs) I said, I'm a minister of God. He said, be serious. (laughs) But you know, there are subtle ways the enemy plants those things in your mind. And you've got to stand your ground. Are you following what I'm saying? There's a subtle way people just feel that fever is common. Don't accept that. There's a subtle way people will say headache is common. Don't accept that. Are, are you following what I'm saying? It's a subtle way 
of making sickness looks like we all have to collect our portion. I've collected mine. Don't worry. You know, there are certain times that there are sicknesses in a family and people expect it to come down. So it's my elder brother that had this one before. And they expect it to come down. You've got to deal with that. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm just showing you that some of these things can be subtle and I don't want us to buy into them. You might look radical. You might look like you're not, you know, you're not being factual. But listen, we stay with the word of God. Oh, come on. I said we stay with the word of God. We believe what God's word says. The, the, the experiences we have is not what makes us to read the word of God. Regardless of what our experience is, what do we do? We stay with the word of God. We want our experience to match up with what we read in God's word. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Now, let's go to Mark 11. Mark eleven twenty three. Thank you, Lord. Mark chapter eleven. Verse twenty three. Look at this. You know, we've read the story before. Jesus saw the fig tree and spoke to it. Verse twenty three says, Truly I say to you. When Jesus says, truly I say to you, the King James Version uses the word, verily I say to you. So, Jesus was talking about a statement of fact. It's like saying in our local conversation, right? You know that this is true. You know, when we're young and someone said something, we would say, oh yeah, I swear. How many of you did that? All of you. If you didn't do that, you have to go back and live again. Right? What we're trying to tell the person is tell us this is what? The truth. So it's the same thing. Jesus says, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Pay attention to that. He speaks to the mountain. Now, speaking to the mountain, it's the external confession. What goes on in your heart is what powers the confession. Most times, we've emphasized the confession, but we've not dealt with the issue of doubt. But believes that that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Three things there. Number one, the confession comes out of your mouth, but in your heart there is no doubt and you believe that what you say is going to happen. The Bible says it will be granted you. Now, when you, when you look at that story, Peter did not believe that that um, tree would wither up. Because Peter drew the attention of Jesus to it and says, hey master, the fig tree you cursed is dead. Now I've told you something, Jesus did not point to the fig tree and say, fig tree, I curse you. No. He just said, no man 
will eat from you again. It wasn't a positive word. When you are believing for healing, you cannot be inconsistent in your confession of receiving healing. Are you following what I'm saying? Now let me tell you something. Don't try the word of God. Don't try it. You know people say, okay, I will try this confession thing for a while. Forget about it. It will not produce results. You should know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the word of God works. It's not trial. You're not putting it on trial. It's been tried. It's been proven. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Come on, talk to me. Are you still here? Says, if he says, if he speaks the word, that means your word will cause actions to happen. For instance, if I stand here and say, all of you on my right hand side, stand up. Right? This is an example. If I say, all of you on my right hand side, stand up. Or I say, all of you on my left hand side, stand up. What's going to happen? You stand. Or you will not. Okay. You will stand. Now, think of this. Pay attention to this carefully. Do you know what it will take in the natural to... Uh, okay, my stand. Let me use you as an example. Okay. Do you think, do you know, just think in your mind, what in the natural it will take to carry Mayowa up? How many of you can just estimate? Do you know how much you weigh? How, how, how many kg? 89.8. Right. That's how many bags of cement? <laughs> One and a half bags. Okay. No, it's almost two. Two fake bags of cement. The ones that are not very full. Okay, but can you imagine, just think, what it would take to carry him up. Think about that. Maybe two guys. Right? Are you here? Okay. Then if he applies a little bit of resistance, like he really does not want to stand up. Okay? So let's say about three guys forcefully take him up. Right? But do you realize that the same energy it will take three people to pick him up is the same energy I released when I said Mayo was stand up and he stood up. What that means is that if it took uh, how do you measure energy? Who is a physics student here? What's, what? Joules, right? Okay. So if it took let's say 1,000 of that to get him up it means when I said, Mayowa, get up, my words carried the equivalence of that same power. I want you to think of it in this way. Think of it in this way. So when Jesus said, you can sit down, thank you. So when, Jesus, so when you speak, listen carefully to me. When you speak, you are not just talking. Jesus tells us the component of words in John 6, 63. That the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. Your words carry spirit and life. But you choose which spirit or which life by what is in your heart. That's why the scripture wants us to avoid coerced jesting. Foolish jesting. The, the, the New Living Translation says silly jokes. He says, avoid it. 
Because you're releasing power through your words. Are you following this? Come on, are you following this? It's important. Because many believers talk themselves out of healing. Especially when the pains are there or you're feeling the symptoms, you know, you don't want anybody to talk to you about it. Some of you don't even feel like opening your mouth to rebuke that thing, to take authority over it. You say, I'll be taking authority, I'll be taking authority, I'll be give me paracetamol. You know, because in your mind, it's just like, this is one of those church things that does not produce results. Praise God. One of the things you must develop in your Christian life so you can see results in your life is believing in the authority of God's word. The efficacy of the word of God. The authority of the believer. That the greatest time you need faith is when all the odds are stacked against you. When your feelings tell you otherwise, that's when to put your feet on the ground and say, this is what God's word says. Faith will not be faith if you don't use it to move mountains. You know, Jesus did not say deny the mountain. He says what? Speak to it. Which means that Jesus recognizes that the mountains will be there. Praise God. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs 4.20 My son, give attention to my words. Now, I want to say this. Maybe I'll teach this again. But let me just say it here as I'm led by the Spirit of God. Many times people just want to... You see, healing is not just something that when you are sick, you just say, confess healing, confess healing, I'm it, I'm it, I'm it, and you'll be healed. You see, there are a lot of things that you need to walk in in the Word of God that will produce results. How many of you have taken certain medicines, and then, I don't know how some of these things work, but you know, they take certain medicines and say, don't, either don't eat or don't take something with it, or maybe don't drink something, I don't know. But you know, there are certain things you take that will nullify whatever medicine you're taking. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, right? Right? Or they say, don't take this medicine on an empty stomach. Right? Or they say, eat and give yourself one hour before you take it. Or what? What are some of the instructions? Huh? Did they tell you to look up and look at the sun before you take it? No. But you see... Whatever medicine you take, pay attention to this. Even if it's traditional medicine that some of you have taken. Hmm? Say, enter the house. Well, when you're entering, enter with your back. <laughs> or don't let a woman see you when you're taking Or tie wrapper where you do. You see, whether it's traditional, every medicine has a condition for effectiveness. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the traditional one. You should not look at a woman when you're drinking this medicine. Or enter with your back. Or raise your left hand up and take it with your right hand. Then the white man says, eat before you take it. Or don't take it and drink Fanta. Are you following what I'm saying? Or the ones that can cure everything. You know, there are some that, that can cure everything. 
He said, if you don't learn God's word, you will suffer many, <laughs> you will suffer many things in the hands of many physicians. The ones that can take everything will say, okay, put it in beer. Or put it in schnapp. And drink two glass. And shake it very well. So there, there are instructions. There are instructions that will make a medicine effective. So you see, when you report back to a doctor, whatever doctor, whether it's the native one, or the all-purpose doctor, or the medical doctor, that the medicine did not work, the first thing they ask, how did you take it? Because the potency of the medicine is in the surrounding instructions. So I'll, let me give you an example. You can't be believing for healing and you always allow your emotions to be drained. Always in strife. And you are confessing for healing. That's a toxic environment for God's word because somewhere else in the word of God it talks about you being a peacemaker. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So it, it's not magic. You know, because that's the frustration a lot of people have about Christianity. The way we've been taught about Christianity is like, it's almost like magic. No, it's a way of life. Are you following? It's, it's a new way of living entirely. Everything adds together. Everything adds together. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Everything adds together. So let's read this now. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Are you seeing the responsibility you have towards God's word? Are you seeing the responsibility? Go to verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. So God's word, that, that translation health, actually is medicine. His word is medicine. Now, I, as I began to meditate on this, I've never really seen it from this perspective until I began to meditate on this, med- uh, on this, word, on this message. The Lord did not say healing scriptures and medicine to your health. He says, my words. Which means that a life of constantly meditating on the word of God is what produces health. Are you following this now? Because what we have is when people are sick, they just go to healing scripture. That's fine. But actually, what will keep a Christian in vitality of health is meditating and inclining your word, your ears to the word of God. That means whatever word of God you find, you pay attention to it. What is it going to do? It's going to produce health. For example... You know, many people have not learned to deal with anxiety. It's a bit of a different direction from what we're going. But let's just follow the, the trail of the Holy Spirit. Hmm? How many of us know that? Anxiety. You know what anxiety is? Hmm? How many of you know what anxiety is? Worry. Some of you are worried that you don't have anything to worry about. And some of you are proud in it. Ah, I can't worry you. I'm like that. It's part of your CV. But you realize the scripture says you should not. And then people say, how can you just stay without worrying? 
And do you know there's something called anxiety disorders medically? Hmm? Anxiety disorder. Let me tell you how powerful your mind is over your body. Have you ever been called, maybe you had a very harsh, let me know the word harsh, a disciplinary father? Hmm? Like my father-in-law is a military man. So imagine your father was a military guy. Huh? They did not say you did something wrong. That the man is calling you. Do you know that from where you are to, to where the man is, you feel like using the restroom? You feel like your legs are not... Are you following what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Now, it might look funny, but pay attention to what I'm saying. Your whole body, your whole body is literally disorganized just by the thought that this man has killed me today. Now, that's how powerful your mind is. Now, when you get to the presence of the man, and the man says, oh, let's say, for instance, his expression just changes. Maybe you did something the man did not, you thought he knew. Huh? Maybe you did something, you thought he knew, he didn't know. And maybe he, he bought something for you. Do you know when you just come say, ah, I've been waiting for this, what I bought for you. Instantly, your body is restored to normalcy. The oppression of the devil is thought. Now, let me tell you that what happens is every single day, people put their body under the pressure of anxiety and wear themselves out before they get old. Oh, will this person marry me? One week you're on it. Heart is pumping. You read text messages. Heart is pumping. There was a case we had in church one time. Ah, may God deliver us. Something happened and all that and that. We were pastors. Just young, started myself and my wife. And this lady was quarrelsome. Woo! Quarrelsome. There was a day she jacked my shirt in the streets. I'm telling you. Took me to the police station. For something else, not, not, I mean, not like we did something. There were people in church and they had issues and we we're trying to settle them. You know, it got to when, when my phone rings. I think maybe that's from where I started putting my phone on silence. Because I know I used to have ringtones. When my phone rings, my heart will. Ah! If this woman picks, if you pick her call, the first two minutes are insults. Once you cut the phone, she calls you with another number. If she sends a text, it's paragraphs. You know, the insult will be coming in batches. You just say, pick them, one batch, first batch, second. You know, it got to a point where if my phone rings out, you know, that trauma. Some of you don't know what we see as pastors. That's mental trauma. And your body will pay for that. So, one of the ways to get into health. Is to feed on your mind until peace is established in your heart. This constant worry and constant thinking is destructive because it's anti God's word. Praise God. Are you still here? Do you understand what I'm, I'm telling you? Who says I'm worried about the future? If you get into God's word, He will give you an assurance about the future. Who I'm worried what we, hey, whatever you are worried about, right? Whatever you're worried about, what's going to happen? Feed on the word; it will be medicine to your flesh. It will produce health in your mind. 
Thank you, Lord. Are you still here? Alright, let's go back to Proverbs. For they are life to those who find them, and health to what? All their flesh. Watch over your heart with all diligence. Now, pay attention to that. Why did he say you should watch over your heart? Do you realize what we read in Mark chapter 11? You realize what we read in Mark chapter 11? Now, make a connection of that. Because your heart will determine if your confession is going to come to pass. If there's doubt in your heart, what's going to happen? It won't come to pass. If there's faith in your heart, what's going to happen? It'll come to pass. So your heart is going to cause you to produce results. That's why, listen, many people watch their food. They don't watch their hearts. They watch other things. They, don't, they watch their clothes. They don't watch their hearts. You allow all kinds of words, all kinds of statements, all kinds of stuff. The fact that something is on the internet does not make it right. Watch what you put in your heart. Now, what you put in your heart will determine your confession. Faith confession will create your realities. Faith confession will create your realities. In speaking God's word, you are appropriating what has been established. When you speak God's word, you are appropriating what has been established. Let's read Psalm 107 verse 20. Put that up for me. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. Take a look at that. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So, the word of God that heals is the word of God you are appropriating. When you appropriate God's word, when you appropriate God's word, you are appropriating what has already been established. Let me explain to you in very clear terms. If you take a medicine, okay, let's say you take malaria medicine, okay, is it the day you took that medicine that that medicine was manufactured? Hmm? It has been manufactured before. Alright? With all the healing components. You know, what heals you in a medicine, I'm not a doctor, but what I know what heals you in a medicine is the components in which the medicine was manufactured, the things in the medicine. That's why sometimes when you go and buy certain medicine and you want a particular brand, They'll tell you that, oh, that brand is not available, but there is this other one, and it has what? The same things. Because what heals you is not the brand. The brand is just the name of probably the company. What heals you is what? The component, the chemical component in the medicine. Now, the day you buy that medicine, it's not the day, for instance, you walk to the chemist, and you say, I want so, so, and so medicine. The chemist, okay, just wait, let's arrange it. No, that's not the day that medicine is fixed. That's the day you take advantage of the power in the medicine. Are you here? Let me read two scriptures. I'll come back to this example. First, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Read Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet 
He himself took our infirmities and carried our diseases. He himself. He himself. What did he do? He did what? He took. Praise God. He took. What does took mean? Took will be what tense? Past tense, right? If I say I took your ball, am I taking your ball? If I say I took your car, am I taking your car? If I took your car, that means I would already taken it. This is better. Thank you, guys. Alright? Now, if I say he took our infirmities and carried our diseases, and you still have infirmity and disease. What does that mean? Two people can carry something. That means the sickness in your body is not supposed to be there. Because your infirmities and your diseases have been taken. Pay very close attention to this. So that sickness in your body or that infirmity in your body has no legal right to be there. Because legally, Jesus had paid the price to take it out of your body. He bore it for us. Now go to, pay attention to Matthew 8, 17. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Go to First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Now pay very close attention here because this is where people miss it, where healing is concerned. And let me tell you something. The best time, the best time to pay attention to a healing message is not, is when you're not sick. That's the best time. You know, there are two kinds of medicines. Well, there are not two kinds. There are several kinds of medicines there. But there are what you call proactive, uh, preventive. Uh, they are preventive, then they are curatives. Okay? Now, when you took a vaccination, vaccination is preventive. Not this one they just did now. We're talking about real vaccinations. Okay? It's preventive. So, when you're vaccinated against something, it prevents you from catching it. Are you following this? That's what the word of God ought to do. You ought to vaccinate yourself constantly with God's word. Now, if you look at this, it says, And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, how did Peter report it? You, not you are going to be, but you were what? Child of God, pay attention to this. The day you take the medicine, it's not the day the medicine was put together. It's the day you appropriate its power. The day you feed yourself on healing scriptures, it's not the day God is going to heal you. It's the day you take advantage of the healing power. So you are not longer believing to be healed. You are the healed. Someone says, well, pastor, I still see the symptoms. 
Well, keep feeding on the Word of God. Because what symptoms does is to keep us in our sense realm. Praise God. That's why when people are sick, sometimes it's harder for them to believe God's Word. Because it's like everything they're experiencing is contrary to what they're feeling. You know, many times you might not know how much of God's healing power is upon your life until if you were able to check what some of the sicknesses you went through would have done to you if God wasn't... If we can check your past life, bring out your past life, right? And check all the times you were sick and see the damage those things would have done to your body if the healing power of God was not administered. So, by his wounds you were healed. So, the day you take the medicine, you are taking the power in that medicine, but that's not the day it was manufactured. The day you appropriate healing is not the day the healing power of God is, you know, that was not the day Jesus went to the cross. Jesus had gone to the cross. The price had been paid. So, it's already power packed. It's already prepared for your healing. Praise God. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 20 to 22, let's look at this dear woman, Matthew 8, 20 to 22. No, Matthew chapter 9. We'll come to Matthew 8 later. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22. And the woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she was saying to herself. For she was saying to herself. Now, I need you to pay attention to this because this is a missing key where faith is concerned. Confession is not just outward. There is internal confession. There is something you are always saying to yourself. That thing is powerful. She was saying to herself, not said, saying. She kept the consistency of her confession. What did she say? If I only touch his garment, I will get well. So she kept telling herself, if I only touch this man's garment, if I can only touch this man's garment. When she thought about it, oh, if I can only touch this man's garment, I'll get well. It, you know, she built up a confession that when the action was released, what happened? The healing power of God was released. Now, what was the difference between this woman and the other people who pressed onto Jesus? They had no confession going. Oh, they had no confession going. Some of them were touching his hair. So this is the Jesus. Ah. You know, some of them were getting close. Some of them were taking pictures. That's why, for instance, an anointed minister of God can go into a congregation and people receive different results. Because it's the declaration and the confession of your heart that releases the anointing. Praise God. Are you still here? What are you saying constantly in your heart? Every time the thought of that sickness comes, are you saying, hey, I'm getting healed, I'm getting better, I'm recovering in the name of Jesus? Or you're always talking about the sickness. What are you saying to yourself? Now pay attention to this. Go to, let me show you something. Go to Mark, let's read Mark's version, Mark 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 26. Saying to ourselves, 
Listen to me. Hang around faith people. You know, the truth of the matter is that you would always need faith in this world. There, there's no how. Praise God. You always need faith. And that's why you need to constantly keep feeding yourself in God's word. Because as you go through life, challenges will come that you need to surmount all the time. And, and verse what? Mark 5, 25. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians. And spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. She went to hospitals, she's got the money, but she grew worse. Now, after hearing about Jesus, so faith comes with what you hear. You know, I see some people who are trusting God for healing, and all they are feasting their eyes on is movies. All they are feasting their eyes on. You're trusting God for healing. All you're feeding on is on social media. What are you hearing? That's not building faith in your heart. And in that movie you are watching, somebody did somebody something. And then you start thinking, I hope this one is not. That's why some people say, this sickness is not natural, it's spiritual. Of course it is. But the word of God can produce care. I said the word of God can produce care. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought. Now, this is why I, this is why I brought you to Mark's rendering. Mark renders it as she thought. Matthew renders it as she kept saying to herself. So, thinking and confessing to yourself are on that same parallel. Which means, listen to this, don't miss this. Every time you're thinking, you're actually confessing something. So if you keep thinking this sickness is getting worse, it's not getting healed, that's your self-confession. For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I'll get well. So every time she thought about it, she said, no, if I touch his garment, I'll get well. If I touch his garment, I'll get well. If I touch his garment, I'll get well. See, the consistency of a confession produced that result. Are you following this now? Now, it's easier for things that are not life-threatening. It, that's why sometimes you realize that your faith produces for certain things. For instance, you just tell yourself, this thing is going to work. You hold your conversion. Before you know, the result comes out. Right? How many of you? You know, I experienced that this morning. I, I really wanted to come home. So I had something for 10 o'clock. But I said, I'm just going to go this morning. I'll, I'll get outcome, outcome. So I went there, but I got, but I got on the boat. Now, that is, uh, you just know that. See, they don't carry me. I have a booking for 10. Do you understand? There is a plan B. Hmm? But when it comes to when you are sick, you tell yourself, is this thing working? I don't know if you understand. So you realize that for certain things, your faith produces quickly because in your heart there is no doubt. You just feel, mm, this thing will work. There is no natural consequence to it. It's not life and death. You are not feeling the pain. Are you following what I'm saying? But when you now are now feeling the pain, or you've treated that stuff, and treated that stuff, every time you say, I'm getting healed, the enemy reminds you, I just open your eyes small, open your eyes small, look at it, it's still there. And that's the greatest battle. The greatest battle of healing takes place in your mind. That's where your confession needs to be steady. 
That's where your confession. And listen, what I'm teaching you tonight, you can apply in every area of your life. I dare you, if you will stand on God's word and maintain your confession of faith, you will have victories in this life. I dare you. I dare you to trust God and to trust His word. Hallelujah. Come on, are you still here? I can hear you. Are you still here? Go to Mark, Mark, Matthew 8 8. Let me show you something. Two more scriptures and we're done. Thank you, Lord. Every confession that you hold fast, you get the results. And let me, let me tell you don't take this message as a formula, take it as a lifestyle. Take it as a life. You see, learn to live the life of faith. Learn to live the life of faith. That's why you've got to hang around people who stare your faith. Hang around people who, who get your faith to produce. Don't be careless in this world. Oh, child of God. Don't be careless in this world. If the devil has his, his way, he'll take you out. Don't be careless. Be led by the Spirit. Be sensitive in the spirit. Learn to follow the leading of the spirit of God. Keep yourself in a place where God can help you. Don't get into all this strife and all this stuff and all and your life is all. No. You, hey, come on. Are you serious? Life is too fragile for you to be carnal. Hallelujah. But the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Look at what the centurion said. He said, Jesus, you speak the word. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does. Now when Jesus heard this, he muttered and said to those who were following, truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. The Jews did not believe Jesus had so much authority. The centurion did. Sometimes, unbelievers get healed in crusades faster than believers. Because when the man is saying, rise up and walk, that's how my pastor says, rise up and walk, rise up, they still will me here. I'm telling you, go to ask anybody, unbelief, and, and I dare you, if you go out in the streets today and start laying hands on the sick, you will see more healings than you will see in the church. Because some people are too old to have faith. Never lose your simplicity or trust in the word of God. And Jesus said, this is great faith. Now, the servant, the, the centurion believed that if Jesus spoke words, healing would take place. We also believe that if we speak the same words that Jesus spoke, healing will take place. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. On that issue of health you're battling with, especially if it's a long-term issue, you hold your confession of faith. And let me tell you this. You don't need to have 110 scriptures. Just, just, just one, two scriptures. That every time that thought comes, you speak that word. You, you, that's your thought. I've received my healing where this is concerned. And you speak the word. I've received my healing where this is concerned. And you speak the word. You can use this on every area of your life. And it will produce results. Hebrews 10.23 
Scripture says we should hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Hold fast. Hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Because you would always need faith to surmount this world. Always need faith. Always need faith. Hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Without wavering. It's not when the symptoms come, you waver. No. You hold fast that confession. You hold fast that declaration. Noel, Nobel Hay said, it was the time Brother Hagin came to the house and the daughter had this skin stuff all over her. And uh, Brother Hagin said, since you're the father of this child, you've got the authority in Jesus' name to curse this thing and cause them to disappear. And Nobel Hay said, well, he's never thought about that. And then he began to curse those things every morning over the girl. Curse those things. It took a while. I don't know how, but maybe 18 months there about. It took a while. One day the girl woke up, went in front of the mirror, and her skin was clear. Just taking that authority. You have a child, you're believing God for healing, you do that daily. You do that without paying attention to the symptoms. Praise God. Without wavering. See, you're not trying it whether it will work. It produces results. It produces results. It produces results. I want us to be people of faith. Hmm? I want us to be people of faith. I want us to be a church that if Brother Harry calls Brother John and says, Hey, I'm not feeling well. You know, I mean, I'm, you know I'm not against doctors and medicine. The first thing is... Get on the faith zone. Speak a word of prayer. The first thing is not to say, you don't take anything. And you know, I say, oh, no, 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 that one is not working. I know one chemist. You get, you get Bible and paper there. Right. And then you now prescribe. It's good, you can do that. But listen to me. There are sicknesses that will not respond to natural things. We have to be spiritual people. Child of God, I want to see every word written in this book come to pass. I believe in Jesus. I believe He still heals. I believe that blind eyes can still be opened, the dead can be raised, the lame can walk. I believe that Jesus is alive. It doesn't matter how many people I pray for, it doesn't matter what my experience is. I want to live and see this word come to pass. This is not, we're not just plain religion. Jesus is alive. He is real. And if something is not working, we've got to look at ourselves. We've got to find out from God's word why it's not working. See, the, the, the word of God is tested. We assume responsibility. I want to see victory by the word. I want to see, 
you know, healings by the word of God. I don't just want to read about nice thing in the scripture and it looks like this is in the Bible word, it worked, and in my world is not. No, no. I'm going to do everything it takes to stay on the word until I see the results that are written in the word of God. Joel Austin's mother. How many of you know Joel Austin? Joel Austin's mother, Dodie Austin, was diagnosed with cancer, given three months to leave. And she got a hold of healing scriptures. Got a hold of healing scriptures. Fed on them morning, day and night, morning, day and night, morning, day and night, morning, day and night. The cancer died. She's still alive as I speak. She's had so much of health in her that she's still alive. Derek Prince had a very crazy eczema. He was a British soldier in, 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 I think in Egypt, one of these African countries. The medical people couldn't do anything for him. And God gave him this revelation of Proverbs chapter 4. God's word is God's medicine. He wrote out healing scriptures and began to take them three times a day as he would take medicine. After a while, that eczema just left. You know, one of the things we need to develop is consistency. Hmm? Confess this morning. I'm here. Afternoon. I'm here. Evening. What about your confession? Hey, confession. I will do it tomorrow morning. That's it. And before you know, two days. Hmm? And then the symptoms come again. You don't rush. Hey! Jesus name. I'm here. Jesus name. I'm here. We like this fire brigade approach to life because for us, it is just formula. As we just speak, the healing will just go. You know, if most if it happened like that, people will not even have a Christian life. This thing is not a formula. Sometimes in your healing journey, as you're walking with God, God will begin to lead you. Even if it's, let's say for instance, you need you you. I mean, there was a time Benny Hinn was praying. He was in a miracle crusade. Was praying for these young men, praying for these young men, and praying for these young men. You know, several people got healed. And the Lord spoke to him, give this man such an amount of money. Plant it into the life of this young boy. And he says, I don't know why, but that's what the Holy Spirit is ministering to me to do. It was the exact money they needed to conduct a surgery on the boy. That was the method God wanted to use to get that boy healed. So sometimes, as you even feed on healing words, God will begin to lead you in the right way. You know, sometimes, I'm sorry to say this, but not all doctors know what they're doing. They all seem to know what they're doing, but not all of them actually know what they're doing. And then you shouldn't just fall in the hands of a wrong one. The Spirit of God needs to lead you. But most importantly, take God's word for yourself. I want to see you live long and healthy and strong. At 80, I want to see you still be able to open scriptures. Still be able to read scriptures. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't need to shout before you hear. And talk like we're talking to someone on the other end. Your ears still need to function. And you know what? Don't wait until you are 80. Before you start confessing. I can hear. I can hear. I can hear. By then, you are not hearing again. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't wait until you are old. Before you say, my bones are strong. My bones are strong. No. Start declaring that today. At 120. In the name of Jesus. My natural force is not abated. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every time you think of your old age, speak God's word. Speak God's word. I'm like Caleb. By 80, I'll still be strong to possess the promises of God. At 80, I'll still be preaching the gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Don't think of your old age. Don't wait till you get there and you're not seeing again. See, my eyes are seen. My eyes are seen. You will not see scripture to confess anymore. You start right now. In Jesus' name, I've got 2020 vision. In the mighty name of Jesus, my health is intact. Listen, when that sickness comes upon you and you feel like not saying anything, that's when to stand up and roar at the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's not when to cover yourself. I say, confess, say, later. No, no, no. Say something. It's your words that will justify you. It's your words that will bring healing to you. Come on. I want us to be a faith church where the miracle power working of where the miracle working power of God is at work. Where healings are taking place in our homes. Glory to God. I want us to be a faith church. Where if you call a brother and say, Hey, I'm not feeling well, the brother challenges your faith. Put your faith on. You know there are people who get offended because they were sick and nobody visited them. It's not even because nobody visited me to pray for me. They just like the fact that somebody just visit them. Say, how are you? Say, I'm fine. Say, do. Say, mm. You people have love in this church. Their division of love is that we're just telling you, do. Say, mm. do. Mm. It will get well. It will get better. That's how one woman was sick. Somewhere like that. After 10 years, she got better. She said, go, go, do. Go, go, do. I mean, I mean, just like that life. You know, when people challenge you to live the victorious life, it looks like they are not compassionate. I'll close with this. Jeremy Persons, um, grandson of Barack Copeland, said, <laughs> he used to find it funny when people, they went to school as kids, and he used to say, oh, I was sick, so I wasn't in school, and so my mom just covered me, we went to the hospital, I took this. You know, when people are sick, we give them extra food that we will not give them when they are well. Okay? So give them extra stuff. And she was wondering, like, is that how they treat sick people in your house? That in his own house, when they are sick, <laughs> my son is laughing. When they are sick, they say, "Do your confession. <laughs> Speak peace to yourself. Say, in Jesus' name, peace. No, say it well. In Jesus' name, peace. Put your hands on that spot. Speak over it. Con- stand up. Confess God's word. I'm <laughs> You know, it looks like. Ha! Ah, don't you even have confession? When our kids come and say, I'm feeling headache. First thing, put your hands there. Speak over it. Take authority over it. Go and meet your father. Let him pray for you. That's the fe- our first aid is confessing God's word. It's putting our hands in Jesus' name. No more pains. In Jesus' name. Go. Let the pains go. Speak over it. In Jesus' name. Pain is going. Say it. In Jesus' name. Go. Say it well like it's going. In Jesus' name. It is going. And you're still crying. But we'll do it. Act on the word. If we don't act on the word, we're not going to see the results. We don't pet sickness in our home. We take authority over it. We rebuke it. We cast it out. We know that it's not God's will. I need some people who will have radical faith towards sickness that not only will they live in health, they'll become agents of healing. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Let's stand on our faith and just worship the Lord for a moment. Oh, hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, bambre do seketelebo. Just pray in the spirit. Oh, retoshkale bambre do skadeba shanda bahatesha. Just pray in the spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray in the spirit. Lekoshkaleba sonda vrakteshkalebar do semandeshkamandesh. Oh, hallelujah to your name forever. Oh, hallelujah to your name forever. Can we just pray in the spirit? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to your name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah to your name forever. Thank you, Jesus. I just worship the Lord for a few minutes. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Are you praying in the Spirit? Oh, shakala Come on, speak health over your body from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. The healing power of God is at work in my body to effect a healing and a cure. The atmosphere is changing now. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we receive it, oh God. I receive the healing power of God over my body. In my old age, I'm strong. The atmosphere is changing now. Just allow God's power to come over you. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. I receive the healing power of God over my body. For the Spirit of the Lord is disappear. All blood issues disappear. The atmosphere is for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For the spirit of the Lord is here. Overflow in this
long-standing issue, whatever it is. For free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.